Hello, 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 everyone out there. Hello, freaks and geeks. Welcome back to another episode of Kimboology. Welcome back to the bullshit, y'all. It's Kimbo here, aka the Blasian Sensation, aka the Traveling Chafing Queen, aka Kimbolina, aka Daughter of Pajanat, aka Slayer of Poles, aka Mother of Georgie, aka Sexy Stir Fry, aka Captain Planet. She's a hero, gonna take pollution down to zero, aka Miss Pussy. AKA the hustling hussy, AKA twerking on your daddy's couch, AKA yes, my middle name is spelled wrong, AKA Kimbo of all trades because I can do it all, AKA the, nom- the nomadic nympho, AKA heels bigger than your dick, AKA platypussy. Do the horns. Oh, hey guys, your girl's going through it. Can I just say right now, you guys, I have taken the first vaccination. Wow, I can't even speak. The first vaccination of uh, the two-shot bitch, whatever that is. I think it's Pfizer. Your girl got that vaccine yesterday, and ooh, bitch, I'm going through it. <clears throat> um, I don't know if you guys out there that have gotten the shot or have gotten the first vaccine or vaccine in general had side effects, but your girl is fucking tired fucking exhausted i did i just i did get off work so i am tired from work but normally like this is like a different tired i'm like fucking exhausted right and my body hurts like i'm just like ugh, fuck so i am having i guess minor symptoms i guess from the vaccine it's some bullshit um i'm not well send help no i'm just kidding um yeah i did get it i wanted to get it so i could just kind of like you know just Live my life like it's golden, you know, just fucking be able to go to events and travel and just, you know, try to live a life of normalcy again. Um, so I did get it. Uh, I have the second shot in two weeks, so I'll be getting that. Hopefully I don't die, knock on wood or fucking throw up my lungs because I don't know what's going to happen with that second shot. So hopefully it's okay. Um, I mean, I'm like, for the most part, I'm okay. I'm just like feeling some effects. Like I'm feeling fucking tired and like super fatigued. Um, yesterday I like just couldn't even, you know, I was supposed to go to work and shit after the shot and I didn't. I was like, I can't do this. Yo. And then like my arm is fucking killing me. And then like my left hand for some reason is like, won't close. Like, I don't know. It's like super like, I don't fucking know. I feel like I have a robot arm or some bullshit. Anyways. So that's that. I'm also high, of course. I could not wait to get home and smoke. Um, smoked a little bit of wedding cake, the strain. Shout out to Verano. I love your Swift Lifts. Sponsor me. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, um, it's fire. It was like testing at like 33%, so I'm super high. Plus, I took a little bit of my coworker's Tedibles. Shout out to you, Teddy. Uh, it's a little edible that he makes, and it's fucking like, ooh, it fucking fucks you up. I needed it because I'm like, feeling it i'm like i'm going through it the vaccine i'm making i'm going the fuck through it and also um i have to do this podcast so your girl has to clock in i'm clocking in y'all oh my god i didn't even tell you what episode this is guys this is episode 29 29 what is that yisip gao nung song sao si ha hok chip bet gao yeah i think that's it 29 is yisip gao in thai Yep, Yisip Gao, or Bengthe Nueve in Spanish. So thanks, guys, for sticking around for episode 29. Appreciate you guys listening, as always. Um, Had such a good, fun time last week with Christian talking about Broad City and standing Broad City. Um, Let me know if you guys enjoyed that. Let me know if you guys actually gave, like, the show a try from listening. So that would make me feel real cool. I'd feel real cool. Um, yeah, so this week, guys, it's just solo dolo me. Um, I have a couple topics I wanted to talk about. Uh, I wanted to talk about a couple documentaries that I watched recently, and I'm like, this is some bullshit. Uh, the one being uh, Q, Into the Storm, which is all about the fucking QAnon shit. So it's fucking crazy boots. So I wanted to talk briefly about that. I also watched Seaspiracy which also got me like crying and fucking thinking that I need to like literally quit eating seafood altogether. Um, and then, yeah, I also watched a really cute movie called my, what the, my, my octopus teacher. 
on Netflix. It's so cute. So I was like, with all this negativity and chaos, I need like a little like, <laughs> like, you know, I like watching like Planet Earth and fucking, you know, like, what do you call it? Um, Oh my God, I can never remember this old British man's name whenever I uh, need to like say it. Um, you know, fuck this shit. I'm going to Google it. He's the old British dude with the fucking iconic, iconic voice that does all the like, you know, uh, voiceovers for all the like planet Earth and shit. Let me put planet Earth, planet Earth um, voiceover actor or narrator. What's his name? David Attenborough. There you go. David Attenborough. Uh, I still can't say it right. David Attenborough. He's that British dude. If you hear his voice, it's iconic. You're going to know exactly who the fuck that is. Um, whatever he's speaking and, and there's like pictures of like the ocean and fucking safaris and shit. I'm like, life upon life. Um, so yeah, it's kind of like that. So yeah, so that's a little bit later in the episode. I did want to go through our normal everyday weekly topics, including sexy sustainability. And this week in Sexy Sustainability, I wanted to talk to y'all about toilet paper. Pass the toilet paper. Pass the toilet paper. Um, So yeah, guys, toilet paper. Uh, I'm guilty of this because I am a girl that likes to wipe. I like to wipe a lot. Um, I need to make sure I'm clean. So I need to make sure that I'm helping the environment and not fucking it up by using way too much toilet paper. Um, And if I am using that toilet paper, I need to also... Do buy toilet paper that is uh, sustainable and environmentally friendly. So I've done some research on toilet paper and um, I have a couple articles that I found that I wanted to pull up and like reference, but this is um, a little bit from uh, um, ethicalconsumer.org. When it comes to toilet paper, it says what to buy. It says what to look for when you're buying toilet paper. Uh, you're, first, you're looking at to see if, is it recycled? Right, recycled toilet paper is far more sustainable than virgin pulp. Virgin pulp meaning when they cut down a fresh tree and make toilet paper from that. Um, also, um, another thing to look for is it made from alternative fibers. So, like basically, like bamboo, um, agricultural waste. Uh, if you know, you know, because usually, like bamboo is actually way more sustainable because it grows quicker and it's just a, it doesn't like take up much like room or something like that. I don't know. It's like. Bamboo is supposed to be way more, um, way more um, sustainable. So they encourage people to use bamboo as opposed to regular virgin pulp. Um, also, another thing is, is the packaging recyclable? So the oceans will contain more plastic by weighing by weight than fish in 2015. So try to um, opt for an unpackaged toilet roll if available or biodegradable packaging, which is super important. So those are the things to look for when buying toilet paper, guys. Um, What not to buy. um, Avoid these things if you can when it comes to toilet paper to help yourself and help the planet. Um, So try not to buy virgin wool pulp. I know it's kind of hard, but it says here if it carries the label FSC Mix, then it it will be made from using virgin wool pulp. So, um, yeah, so that means they literally cut down trees, fresh trees, and they've made toilet paper from that. So try to avoid that if you can. Also, is it made using bleach? Uh, Less bleach is used in the production of recycled paper. Um, So ideally go for brands that do not have chlorine or processing at all. Um, It does say that the bleach, though, has been proven to, like, have cancer-causing effects, too. So try to stay away from that white bleached um toilet paper because you're wiping your ass and your pussy with it and it's giving y'all cancer so allegedly um <clears throat> uh, well not allegedly because i guess it's been proven you know and then also another thing not to buy is try not to buy uh toilet paper that's wrapped in plastic so avoid products with single-use plastic as always because we always we already know that that's ruining the fucking planet so try to try to try to do that um so yeah, it says here that sustainable toilet paper, um, there's a various amount of like companies. So I didn't really want to kind of like focus in on like a specific one. Um, I mean, shout out to the toilet paper companies out there that want to sponsor Kimbology and we can, I will call y'all out. But in the meantime, 
Um, just look for those things. Just look for those things when it comes to do, um, buying toilet paper. Yeah, so just look for that because um, chances are, if you buy like bamboo toilet paper, um, so there's a reason. So according to TreeHugger.com, bamboo is quickly gaining traction as a tree-free toilet paper option because bamboo paper products are manufactured in a much wait in a much wait what I can't read. Uh, they're manufactured um, better, basically, and the plant... Oh, what? I can't read this. Holy shit. The plant is broken down into fibers and turned into pulp and then pressed and dried. Yeah, duh. Yeah, but why? Why is it better? So bamboo crops can thrive in, in various climates. They occupy less space, space um, than trees, obviously. They don't need to be replanted once harvest and don't reuse the same... Oh, and don't require the use of fertilizers or pesticides. So that's nice. Bamboo products produce 30% fewer less emissions than those made with virgin pulp. So that's good. So those are the reasons why you should try to buy bamboo toilet paper and not virgin pulp toilet paper. Also, recycled toilet paper is also, you know, is great um, if you can do that. Um, Yeah. And then stay away from bleaching because bleaching... um, It says toilet paper is bleached not just to make it sparkling white, but also to make it softer. Historically, the, uh, the prevailing bleaching method has, has, in, has involved element chlorine, which, you know, a chemical agent that creates um, dioxin and is a byproduct. And this highly toxic cancer-causing compound can comprise human immune and reprodu- reproductive systems and is largely responsible for catastrophic global collapse of various bird species. Good God. Fucking toilet paper, guys. The things we do to keep our asshole clean. Um, yeah, so this is according to treehugger.com, which great, great um, website, by the way. I love the name. Um, Kimbo is, f- I'm totally a tree hugger. Uh, that's hilarious. But yeah, so that's, that's it, guys. I really wanted to talk about toilet paper because I have been doing a lot of like, when it comes to buying toilet paper, I really, really try to, Like there's, you know, obviously you run through the aisles of fucking whatever, Target, you know, CVS, wherever you're at, Walgreens, whatever. And you see the fucking all different companies, right, of toilet paper. And you know how literally when the pandemic Panasonic happened, uh, literally everybody in their, everybody in their mama was buying up all the toilet paper. So you have options, guys, now. I mean, obviously the world is semi-normal now. Like there's toilet paper on the shelves again. So try to make a better option. Try to make a better choice um, when buying your toilet paper. Just don't go for your classic, easy, cheap, what's on sale. Like really do some research and really look at the packaging. Um, Really read the the labels. See if they're saying that it's, you know, recycled paper, if it's bamboo, um, if it's, you know, if it's not made from virgin pulp. So those are things to look for. I'm done, you know, schooling you guys. I'm done, you know talking to y'all like a like schooling like scolding you guys like a fucking like I'm on your mom so just do what you can you know we all need to wipe our ass so try to do better all right I'm done with that um so let's talk about some things in um the recycling of the news I just wanted to uh, talk about a couple things or address a couple things because it's been trending right now and you girls got opinions on it. So first things first in recycling of the news. Um, I don't know if y'all know, but they giving out reparations, y'all. What? So um, there's, a, there's, a, there's a small town or there's an area here in Illinois called Evanston. And basically the town of Evanston is giving away uh, reparations to black people, black businesses, and like the like supporting black um black you know businesses and you know whatever agency like whatever profits and things like that like their three percent of all their um adult use sales of cannabis also go towards rep- uh, reparation so yes so everybody go buy your sweet in heavenson because that money is going straight to black people which it really should because ironically enough you know i feel like dead ass i mean who was the fucking street nigga that you would get weed from all the time a black person, right? A black man, whatever, person of color, whatever. So I'm just so fucking tired of seeing just like the cannabis industry turning to this very white, very, you know, white, you know, white male, male driven, um, industry. So I really want to see, it's like, 
it's like people of color have been thrown in jail for years over cannabis. And now that we're switching things around and it's becoming more, um, you know, more normalized and socially people are doing it now more often. Um, and also it's becoming federally legal in many states now. Um, all of a sudden the white people want to get involved and get be a part of it. They don't want to be a part of it back when it was illegal and when people, you know, niggas are getting fucking put in jail for over, you know, for having an eighth on them or some shit. Um, so yeah, I really want to see the money go back to, like, I want to see people of color, you know, um, you know, really, really, you know, really gaining something out of like cannabis in the sense of like, not just the stigmas, you know, <laughs> like not just getting thrown in jail and having, a, having cannabis on your record now. Cause now dead ass, you can just go to the fucking store and buy that shit like it's candy. So I want to see some, st- so it was nice to see that the, rep- um, the reparations in Evanston, 3% of those sales for adult use of cannabis is going straight to black people. So I was really happy to see that because that's where the money should fucking go. Let's be real. Um, so yeah, what's up with Evan- Evanston, y'all? Cute. That's cute. Love it. Love it down. But can everyone else in the world, not in the world, I'm sorry, in the United States, can y'all all get on it too and uh, cough up them reparations? Thank you very much. That would be very appreciated. Um, you know, my town, I'm not gonna say where y'all, I'm not gonna tell y'all where I live exactly, but you know, they need to get on it. Chicago in general, everybody, you know, Chicago, give us the reparations. Let's do that. Let's have that happen, please. Thank you so much. Um, so just want to talk about that briefly, because that was kind of cute and exciting. Um, everybody and their mama is mad at little Nas X for the video that went viral, guys. Did you guys see that video of little Nas X when he was like, like giving Satan a lap dance and he was coming down from heaven on a sickening pole, bitch. What? Sorry. I got really excited when I saw him pole dancing down to hell. I was like, oh, this is lit. And plus I was excited because I was like, okay, he's cute. Look at him doing some tricks. I mean, I think that was him for the most part on the pole. Um, I hope it wasn't because he did really great. I mean, like he was doing some tricks on like he was doing like ballerinas and sh- it was cute. Anyways, you yeah, don't know what I'm talking about. But um yeah, so Little Nas X is a rapper. He's very famous for that song, Old Town Road. You know, I want to take my horse to the Old Town Road, whatever Old Town Road I want to run, whatever. Y'all know the song. It's annoying as fuck. Um, <laughs> it's, it, it fucking blew up. It's viral as shit. I, I'm, you know, praise that young black man um, for, first of all, breaking into the, like, what is it, the country music, you know, genre, you know, because that's an area that us black people don't ever fucking really go into. Um, so he killed it, you know, making that song and that genre. Also coming out as a gay man, coming out as a gay black man. Um, so that's really what you, which, that's really what the girls are mad about is because this gay black man is out here, you know, seemingly y'all think he's worshiping Satan and fucking, you know, uh, what was it? The Nike shoes that are fucking have human blood or some shit in them or I don't fucking know. Um, so Nike is fully suing too. Did she say what? Oh, what? Y'all made a shoe of what? Satan? Oh, hell no. Cease and desist right the fuck now. Nike don't play. So, um, but yeah, everybody's mad because they feel like, you know, little Nas X is like the Satan worshiper now and all this extra shit. I don't think that's it at all, guys. I think that he basically, the whole premise was, it's like, you know, you guys all talk shit about me being gay and how I'm going to hell and burning in hellfire because I like to fuck niggas, right? Which is none of y'all business with who he fucks. Let's be real. It's just literally the person that he wants to have sex with um, and have a relationship with. Like, leave it, leave it alone. Like, what does it matter to you whether he's fucking a bitch or fucking a man? Like, the fuck? Um, and so, yeah, they're all mad as fuck because um, this video at the end, like, he's giving, like, Satan a lap dance and then at the end, he, like, kills Satan and, like, puts his crown on and, like, becomes Satan or some shit. I thought it was a cute video. The beginning part didn't make sense to me. It was very like, what is happening? He's like in this field and it's just like all these weird, like there was like this alien thing on a tree. And like, I don't fucking know. I, I guess it was like the Garden of Eden, I guess, in, in a sense, his version of the Garden even, or Eden. Um, and then, yeah, he goes up to like heaven and then like slides down a, like a luxuriously long pole all the way down to hell, tricking all the way down, which is sickening. And I think there's like a trend right now too going on where like little Nas X is like giving away money for like male pole dancers right now or some shit. If they like do the best, like, I don't know, it's a challenge. 
I saw my, you know, fellow pole, you know, um, pole dancers that were posting and like tagging him and shit. So I was like, okay, you know, cute. You know, I was trying to support. Um, yeah, guys, leave him alone. Little Nas X is, he's, he's having, I, I love it. Cause I, he reminds me, this reminds me of like Rihanna's, um, part. Remember when she came out with Ponderipe? Ponder Replay. Remember that one? Um, and then she kind of like had this like re, like revamping of her image. And then she came out with like Umbrella, Ella, Ella. And then she had that like sickening, like asymmetrical bob thing going on sickening this is that was when i fell in love with fucking rihanna i was like who is a uh, skirt who's this bitch like i wasn't like really here for like the ponda replay rihanna because i was like uh seen it done it whatever but when homegirl came out with that sickening asymmetrical bob and came out with umbrella i was like you have a fucking fan bitch so yeah i feel like with little nas x like he came out made a name for himself and now he's kind of going down this like controversial like you know, stage right now with his music and his like, you know, messaging and his like, he wants to be controversial. He wants to like, you know, you know, shake the table a little bit and I'm here for it. So, um, yeah, I mean, obviously I'm not a Satan worshiper, of course, but I don't think that was the whole point. I think he just kind of wanted to like, y'all were mad at fucking Madonna for like, you know, like back in the day when Madonna was out there in her prime, she was doing all sorts of, you know, wild shit, you know, I don't know, like, kissing bitches on you know music videos and just all all sorts of shit you know lady gaga got it too walking around with meat all over her body so like every artists have these like moments in their careers where they kind of like you know rebel out a little bit and i think that's what little nas is doing little nas x is doing and i'm 100 here for it so shout out to you little nas x do your thing um so Sweetie and Quavo, I know you guys now know about Sweetie is a singer. She's beautiful. And she was dating uh, one of the Migos. Um, his name is Quavo. And they recently broke up. And she went on Twitter and like made a like, I think she was like, she's like, she like, she played it really, really classy because like somebody called her out and was like, you know, because I guess she made a, she allegedly said something like, oh, I, you know, I'm, I can't wait or I'm so happy to be out of that relationship or some shit kind of insinuating that like some shit went down. There, no, no, nothing of like specifics came out, but I think like, like maybe like, I don't know, his like sister or Anne or somebody that like, like tweeted back at her and was like, girl, the fuck you talking about? Ooh, you know, and like, don't, don't be saying like you guys weren't happy or just, I don't know, trying to call her out on, on her, you know, out of her name. And then like, she she played it cool. She was like, all right, cool, whatever. She didn't say anything. She just kind of played it off like, uh-huh, okay, whatever. And then shortly after that, a video is released of Sweetie and Quavo in an elevator. Y'all, shit always goes down in an elevator. Like celebrities, celebrity, celebrity, y'all are not safe in the elevators. Like there are cameras and people be bored. Security guards be bored looking at those cameras and they'd be like, is that Quavo? Is that sweetie? Damn. Are they uh kidding each other and shit? Oh, hell no. TMZ. They call TMZ so quick. Um, so apparently in the in the video, Quavo and Sweetie get into an altercation where, you know, Sweetie is like it, it seems it seems in the beginning like she kind of like gets physical with him too. And then like there's like this orange box, which I heard is like a game system or some shit from what people are saying. I don't know. Fuck, fuck, I don't get it. I don't, I'm not a gamer, so I don't fucking get it. But, uh, she like, she like tried to swing it out of the elevator. And then he like, he like aggressively grabbed sweetie and like swung her and like launched her into the fucking elevator, like aggressively. And then she was clearly hurt. She was on the ground. She fell. And then he got into the elevator. He like pushed the button and he was just like looking at, she's on the ground. She's clearly hurting. There's no audio. You can't hear her crying and shit, but it's clear that she's, she's injured and he doesn't care. He's just like staring at her like, bitch, get up. Um, yeah. And then when they get the, when they get to their destination or whatever, when the elevator opens, she like slowly like, w like stands up and like walks out with him. But like, he doesn't help her like at all <laughs> after like fucking like flinging her into the fucking like elevator. I don't know. It's not, it's not okay for a man to put their hands on a woman in any, any, any sort of context. I don't give a fuck what this bitch has done to you. You know, nigga, you, you can be the bigger person and fucking walk away. You know what I mean? Um, women, obviously I don't, I don't condone women for hitting men either. Hell no bitch. Like, 
Cause at the end of the day, girl, you know what I'm saying? You hitting this nigga like, yeah, they can follow. You don't, if you don't really know that nigga, like you can turn around and fucking hit you back. So you better just be careful. Like I don't put my, I don't put hands on anybody. I don't put my hands on my man. Like, I don't think that's right. Um, yeah. If we get into a heated discussion or whatever, like I fully, fully think that it's just something that you just need to walk away from. Y'all just need to take some time. Y'all are too hot and bothered. Just step away from each other. Take a breather. It's way more important to do that than to literally throw hands at each other because, you know, that's not love. I don't think it is. I really don't. I don't think it's love when you have to put your fucking hands on each other. So, um, so yeah, that's it. Um, Sweetie, she going to be fine. Homegirl is beautiful. She is, a, you know, she's talented. Um... She is. I like. I like a few. A few of her songs. So I had to think about that. I'm like, is Sweetie talented? Um, Sawidi or whatever her fucking name is. Um, I mean, I bet her songs are bangers. Like she uses a lot of like, uh, like tracks from other songs. Like she'll just kind of like sample like parts of other songs and like make her songs. So that's kind of like what I know her for. But I mean, it's cute. You know, I jam. I, I fucking pole dance to her shit. So Quavo. I mean, I'm not even fucking surprised at this point. Like, niggas be nigging. Like, I just can't. Like, nigga, get your life together. I don't know. Whatever. I mean, like, we can't prove that this is, like, not the first or second time or or this has continuously happened, but clearly they don't need to be together. And it's unfortunate that that video got leaked because now the world knows that y'all were, you know, throwing hands at each other and all that shit. So, so yeah, that's it for recycling of the news this week because I... I'm done talking. You guys, this vaccine, oh my God. I'm like so fucking tired. I have not done a lot. Like I just, you know, I did bike, you know, like I rode my bike today, you know, to work and like to and from to work. But like, I just like, I'm fucking tired. Like, whew. Um, I mean, this, I mean, definitely when I had COVID, you know, back in October last year, I was so tired when I had it. Like, I just was like so fatigued, like doing just like the minor things of walking up the stairs. Like I was so winded. So I'm not saying this fully reminds me of that, but it's definitely a fatigueness that I'm like familiar with when it comes to like that, to like COVID. So, um, so I'm a struggle through this podcast with y'all cause I love y'all down and I want to give you an episode this week. So just bear with me. Um, that's why I'm high boots too. That could be it too. Your girl's high as fuck. So I could be just high as high as hell. Um, no, I, w- I just got high because I was like dying at work. But anyways, um, I'm done talking. I want to take a quick, quick break before we dive into the next segment, which is this fucking conspiracy theory QAnon shit, which is like the ghetto. Um, yeah. So we'll take a quick break and then we'll be right back. And we'll be right back after these detailed messages. Today's episode of the Kimboology podcast is brought to you by Faith and Flower. Faith and Flower's spiritual bath teas will align your chakras from your root to your crown. Whether you're medicating, masturbating, or meditating, you can use Faith and Flower to elevate your bath and self-care rituals. Kimboology listeners receive 15% off their first purchase at shopfaithandflower.com. Use code Kimbo at checkout. And we are back, everyone. All right, guys. So it's time for the bullshit. And this is some bullshit. (laughs) All right, guys. So we're going to just have a quick little discussion about this one fucking uh, documentary on HBO Max called Q Into the Storm. So you guys, if you guys want to know more about what happened with like why these people were so passionate about going to the Capitol and when I say these people, I mean, I fully mean terrorists because that's what they were or are, um, you know, the Q, like, you know, the Trump supporting QAnon conspiracy theory people. Um, I wanted to watch this because I just wanted to know what the fuck these niggas were thinking. I was just like, I was like, what are they th- like? What is this? Like, why are they so passionate about this? Like, what is this? You know, so this came out. I wanted to just get the tea and I kind of got a little brief little, you know, talk like I, I'm not gonna go over every single detail because honestly I'm not gonna bore y'all with that but I want to give you just the basics of this so the QAnon shit basically stands for this Q person right there's a person a, uh, an alias on the internet named Q right 
And this Q alias, this person, no one knows exactly who Q is. Uh, a lot of people skep- uh, are spe- speculating that Trump is Q um, just because based off like, you know, uh, the timing of when Trump uh, tweeted things and then when Q posted things on this like Reddit type shit um, forum. It's like they they like it's hilarious, like the way that they, they try to time like they try to like match uh, Q's post to Trump's post, like the certain things that like lineage, like certain like quotes and certain um, phrases that Trump would say and also Q would say, like very coincidental, just shit like that, right? So a lot of people think Trump is Q. Um, a lot of people also think that Q is like these other people in this documentary as well. Like they're pretty famous that um, one person um, is like Frederick Brennan, who's this um, this man that is, uh, he's got like, I don't know if it's cerebral palsy or what, he's in a wheelchair. So he's got a condition where he's, he's in a wheelchair um, and he created this forum called 8, 8chan, okay? And basically this ch- forum channel, kind of like a Reddit, uh, is a place where the crazies can go and just speak their whole heart about whatever bullshit they believe in, right? And part of what they believe in is they believe, and they fully believe this, that Hillary Clinton and all the people that are, you know, like like her, rape and eat babies. I repeat, I repeat, they believe that, like, you know, Hillary Clinton, Biden, all the all the fucking people that are against Trump or whatever, so to speak, they're a part of this. They're a part of this group of people that are secretly like tr- like kidnapping children, babies too, especially, and they're killing them and doing these satanic rituals and drinking and eating them and drinking their blood and like raping them and shit. It's fucking wild, okay. Uh, I saw that. I said, skirt, skirt. Oh, this is, this is interesting. Like, tell me more, you know, like what the fuck? Like, it's just some wild shit like that. So, um, so yeah, it all stemmed from Q, this alias going on this forum, like called on 8chan and making these, you know, doing these posts, you know, and they're all like crypto, like they're all like encrypted. And he has like these secret little like phrases and like people that follow him, like, they literally like are like huge stands, like fans. Like they fucking follow this Q person to everything that the that everything he says, right? Everything he or she says, because we don't know if it's a he or she. Um, so yeah, so QAnon basically became the name of like, you know, like the peep, the following, you know, because an anon or whatever a a n o n is like another form or some bullshit. So they they put together Q anon and created this like. Everyone that follows is like Q. They believe in QAnon. This person Q Q Q. Right? It's like this mega conspiracy theory shit. Um, and then yeah, it's it's really fucked. It's really fucked. Um, so basically, like you know, they had this forum. They they chose eight chan to go on there and like you know e- you know each person that like you know they th- they think that oh i found something out the government's trying to hide this from us oh let me put it on 8chan and like that's when like they would put they would all get on there and fucking talk their shit basically supporting trump all these people support trump okay they're all huge trump supporters cuz they felt like trump was fucking saving us from the fucking raping baby eating fucking people right crazy um wild just out of fuck like what <laughs> i read i saw this shit i was like you have got to be fucking kidding me um yeah and then so like th- it was just interesting because there was this one thing called like pizzagate i was like the fuck is this so basically like there was they they really they really tried to like there was a place called like comet ping pong it was like this pizza place in like california i believe and it got out in this forum that this place like there was like a secret dungeon where they were like performing the satanic things and like killing the babies and eating their eating, drinking their blood and all this shit. And they, and then, so basically like when people would write in like the forum or like when these like, you know, it would be like people of power, right? Like senators and things like that. They would have these code where they would think, Oh, whenever they're tweeting these code words, or whenever they're saying these code words, like pizza, they thought it was a code for a child that they wanted to rape. I was like, what? What? 
So yeah, they went they went to town and took that to a whole nother thing, and they made, basically said like they like had uh, this person go in there and like make it seem like like oh my god, like I'm gonna go inside this you know comet ping pong p- pizza place or whatever the fuck it's called. And this one person like went live and was like, oh my God, it's super creepy in here. Oh my God, it's so dark in here. Da, 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 da. Mind you, he didn't find shit. There was like no proof that that shit was there. There was like people fucking like killing people. There was like a room and they're like, oh, he's like, oh my God, there's people going in this room in the back and da, 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 da. They ain't no proof. There was no proof. And frankly, like there was like a, a worker that worked at the pizza place. They're like, hey, I see what you're doing. This is not funny. Like we're literally getting like death threats. Like every day I work here, I'm trying to fucking pay my bills and go home. Like, what are you doing? Like, it was like on some shit like that. So, so yeah, I don't know. It's fucking weird. Um, what were my notes say? I have some notes. Cause I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, Oh, what the fuck? I wrote down, like, I was like, who is Q? They think it's Trump. Vincent Fusca, JFK Jr. What the fuck? He didn't die. He is Trump's best friend and he was working for Q all along. Okay, so yeah, they were they were trying to make these whole things up that like Trump's best friends with like what is it, John F. K. Jr. and like he's been working for Q. I don't know. They go through these whole fucking loopholes of like just making up all this shit. And they have all these things that link to Trump, right? And they like have these like like I told you, these like code names and things like that. Like they they really want this nigga Q to be Trump because they are like, oh my God, you know, like, like like the whole name of the documentary is called like into the storm or some shit. Right. And apparently like Trump like said that or whatever, like said into the storm, like and then like tweet or some shit. And then like, he would say something like, Oh, if Trump says into the storm, then it's going down. Like, you know, we're going to fucking like whatever, like it's, it's happening or some shit. Like, and then tweet would say it like, it would just, it would be some shit like that. And so, yeah. So they basically like, you know, there's, this is actually a continuous like series apparently. So there's several episodes. There's like four right now. I haven't watched ever. I watched like two. Um, and I, it, I, I'll be honest. The first one was interesting. I, I watched through the first one. The second one, I was like, okay, y'all are just now talking the same type of shit. It's just getting like ridiculous. You know, I just couldn't take it no more. But like, I did find it interesting to hear, like the thing is, okay. The thing is, and this is something I wanted to know because like recently, like one of my sister's like best friends is like literally believing this shit, you know? And it made me really sad because like literally this person that my friend, my sister's like best friends with, I never thought would be the, like that type of white, you know, like that type of like cons- like crazy white, you know, person. Um, she was always so cool. She was always so like woke and shit. And then like all of a sudden, you know, she just fucking flips it and was like, the vaccines are them trying to control us and QAnon, I believe in, like, all this conspiracy theory shit, like, they, like completely. Like, and I was just like, oh, Lord. Like, so I, at the end of the day, I was like, you know, I want to know why these people are so passionate about this, you know? Like, why is it that they felt so strongly that they wanted to, they literally, like, terrorized the Capitol you know, and took over, try to take, try to, you know, siege the, t- the fucking capital, you know, and yet they claim to be so patriotic and all about America, but yet they're over there fucking like breaking into fucking, you know, a fucking like sacred, um, you know, governmental place. So it's like, hmm, the irony, the hypocrisy of it all. So, uh, I'm going to try to keep watching it so I can try to understand what the fuck these people are talking about. The thing is like, you, you can't understand crazy. You know what I'm saying? You're just, I just want to like see it and try to like unpack it from my perspective. Cause I can see it from an outsider's perspective, you know? Um, like I don't quite think the person that like the filmmaker, the person that wrote the, did this film, his name is, uh, Colin Hoback. And I don't quite think the person that is that did the film is like supporting it, but I think he just wants to like lay out all the like the uh, quote unquote facts of why these people believe what they believe, you know, and kind of show the world kind of like what Borat did. Uh, if you watched Borat, the second Borat, um, what is it called? A subsequent film or some shit. It's the second one on, on Amazon prime. Borat was fantastic because he literally gave us a, bird's eye view into the world of like Trump supporters and like 
the QAnon people. Like he gave us a viewpoint from their perspective, like which people like me and you, not why I say me and you, like I'm talking to like one person that also views everything like me. Um, people that, you know, like Mike, like myself aren't, aren't allowed in spaces like that. I'm a black woman. I'm like, you know, I don't believe in all that crazy shit. I'm, you know, like I'm very liberal. Like, and that's like, I'm a hippie, you know, like I don't believe in that shit, you know? So like, I'm not allowed in spaces where there's like Confederate flags fucking swinging around and Trump supporting people and fucking people talking about eating babies and raping. What? Like, I don't, what? So literally like in the Borat movie, like he is like, in the because during the pandemic, like it, this was filmed during the pandemic. So there's a one part of the movie where he's um, quarantined with this like two white men that fully believe that like Hillary Clinton and all these crazy people are like, all these people are part of this like, cult that you know kills and rapes babies and drinks their blood like literally they talk about it in there and then um borat of course you know he's he's going with it he's like oh yes they are crazy they are trying to drink their blood but in his head he's like these crazy ass motherfuckers you know so it's really really good um so good that it won you know awards (laughs) so i really if you guys haven't watched the second borat please do it's fucking hilarious um, but yeah, I just wanted to kind of talk about that because I just thought this was like really, like really out there. And I wanted to to just kind of like have a conversation about it um, on the podcast just to kind of like, just to talk about it. I was just like, yo, these people are fucking nuts. <laughs> I'm like, I cannot believe this shit. So yeah, that one is called Q into the storm. If you guys are trying to like still like be like, Kim, what are you talking about? Go on HBO Max, give it like watch the first episode. You'll be like, whoa, this shit is crazy. Um, yeah, and then let me know. Just like, you know, slide in my DMs. Let me know what you think. Um, as always, you know, you can always, always, I'm super open to like if you hit me up on Instagram or email me or, you know, tweet me, whatever have you. Um, I I'm down to have the conversation because it's so fucking interesting. Um, so yeah, that was that one. I did want to talk about also uh, the other one that I watched called Seaspiracy, which is on um, Netflix. This one's a little bit sad because this is um, about the about the industry, like about the recycling industry of like basically trying to say that like, you know, try to reduce plastic waste, you know, things like that. But also the fishing industry. Right. So. Basically, this guy, this this guy, he has this, um, you know, he basically goes and he does all. He's like investigating, right? The real, what's really to blame when it comes to this plastic, like, and you know, plastic waste and you know the destroy the basically the destroying of our oceans, right? Um, he wants to investigate, like, why. Like, what's the real issue and who's really the, to blame when it comes to the ocean, like, basically becoming wiped clean? Um, so this guy's name was Kip Anderson. He's a producer. Um, and he he went around and he went and, like, literally him and his, like, um, girlfriend or wife or whatever went to these places and, like, witnessed uh, the fishing industries, like, and, like, illegal boats uh, wiping the like the oceans clean of every sort of animal that's in there, um, and so guys, at the end of the day, right? Yes, I get it. There's a big ocean. There's lots of animals in there, right? But it's about balance, right? This is all about balance, Mother Earth. In order for everything to work in harmony, there needs to be balance, right? So what this documentary was really specifying was that you know, in order for us as human beings to live on this planet, we need the ocean. We need the animal life to be in the ocean. Um, he tied it into like, basically like, you know, the, the tiny little algae and the tiny little, um, the algae on top, like the, the, the seaweed, but also the, the tiny little sea animals, like the krill, like all of those in the oceans, like help, um, help take in the carbon dioxide that it's coming from from the like from the sky from the sun and prevents the ocean from getting too hot right and overheating and um basically you know 
the ocean, if the oceans get too hot, all the animals and all the planets, I mean, all the plants and animals in the ocean will die. And seemingly we will die too. You know what I mean? Um, so if we throw off the balance of the planet, like it's going to affect us immensely. And that's what this conspiracy, this, that's what the sea spiracy was basically telling us that us as us continuously eating and the demand for seafood um, is what's really actually causing the, the, the unbalance of the world, right? When it comes to the environment. Yeah. Um, so basically like, you know, this guy went to, he, first he goes around, right. Cause he's trying to figure out what's really to blame. Right. And so he talks to like the people at the plat, like the, and the recycling companies and things like that. And it's really eerie because you know, obviously, yes, reduce plastic waste, a hundred percent reduce it. Right. But at the end of the day, he did the statistics and he did the math and it, it plastic use of uh, like what we use, like waste wise, uh, you know, on the daily, that's actually not the major component when it comes to destroying the oceans. It's the fisheries. So it's the fishing boats it's the large fishing boats, um, the fishing companies that are leaving like nets and um, plastic like waste from the nets from them, you know, taking all the, the, the fish um, out of the ocean. That's what all the waste, that's what all the, mostly the plastic, the, the plastic in the ocean is caught. That's what it's caused by. It's actually caused by the fishing industry. So and it was really eerie because he also like interviewed and investigated and went to these like recycle these these campaigns that are all about, you know, saving the planet with reducing plastic waste. And it, it, it seemed to him that like they were in cahoots with the fishing industries. Like the fishing industries were the ones that were actually um, funding and supporting these save the planet, reduce your plastic. Right. And it wasn't telling the consumers, the people like me and you what the actual issue was. So the actual issue is that we need to um, reduce our, in, reduce our intake of seafood, right? So the reduce the demand, and then it, and then he also investigated because in the in the doc, in the you know in their websites they're all saying like, oh, eat sustainable fish, like eat sustainable seafood, and then he did the research and there's no such thing. Like he literally said, there's no such thing. Like when you like these companies, these fisheries that claim to be sustainable, like when they have their fishing nets out there and they're catching like a specific fish, say they're fish catching salmon or some shit, or they're catching like sea bass, whatever, doesn't matter. They're also catching turtles and sharks, you know, and crap. Like they're catching all these other animals, you know, um, that, that is throwing off the balance of the planet. So literally there's like a boat, right? And there's like these illegal fishing boats that are out there in the oceans. And the thing is, the oceans are unregulated. So there's like this one like boat that's out there that he, he also went on. It's like a pirate boat, right? It's not a pirate boat. It's like a, it's like a, a boat that like a hippie boat, basically like where they're trying to save and the planet. And they're literally like this one boat is out there trying to um, take down the illegal boats. I forgot the name of the fucking boat. Um, but yeah, it doesn't matter. It, whatever. Basically this one boat, fucking boat is the one that this one ship is trying to make sure that these illegal fishing boats are not out there illegally fishing you know and stripping you know the oceans of everything inside because there's literally boats out there that have these huge huge nets that are just cleaning and wiping the entire ocean clean taking everything out of it I mean coral all the different plant life, all different animal life, and then there's nothing in the ocean, right? So, you know, there is a such a thing as overfishing, and that's what's happening right now. Just like, you know, there's overhunting. You know how certain things like there's hunting seasons and things like that because, you know, they don't want the deer to be overrun, so there's hunting seasons, right? Um, but there's also, like, endangered animals and things like that like where you're not supposed to kill them because you want to keep the animal life you know, alive and you don't want to wipe out in a whole, a whole species. Right. Well, it looks like a, this documentary is so sad because it shows like the whales are dying. They're washing up on the, on the beaches because they have bellies full of plastic and those plastic things inside their bellies are, are fishing nets. So it's like, it's all tied together to the fishing industry. It's really sad. And I was like bawling. Um, he went to this one, 
he went to this one part of the island called the Faroe Islands, and that's where they killed and like completely massacred and like it was so hard to watch. They literally went and they trapped all these whales into this little island, this little like area, the little harbor, and they fucking just went to town and massacred. Like the waters were full of blood. And it was so sad. It was really hard to watch. It was super hard to watch. I was like crying. I was like, this is fucking horrible, right? And then he also watched, like he, part of him, part of the documentary, he went to the part of like a Japan where he saw these like, boats going out and these people and i mean these japanese people were like going and they were like killing dolphins they were like massive they would get these dolphins all together and they would go out there and they would slaughter all the dolphins and he was like trying to figure it out he's like why the fuck are they fucking slaughtering all these dolphins you know but then he found out that that the dolphins were competition for the fishers fishermen and they wanted to catch the, you know, the ahi tunas and the more really expensive fish that they sell on the markets, you know, um, and the and the dolphins eat that. So that in order to get more fish for the fishermen, they were killing off their competition, so to speak. So they were going out there and they were slaughtering all these dolphins. It was so sad. And he like watched it day after day after day after day. It was really fucking sad. I was like, this is horrible. So he watched that. He watched the slaughter of all those whales. Like, what else? It was really, really hard to watch. Like, just like the, just like the information he was giving. Because it's like stuff that we don't hear. And, you know, if, if we can, like, every day. Like, I literally love to eat shrimp. I love seafood. I can't even lie. I fucking love seafood. And I don't think it's, like, a necessarily, like, horrible thing to eat it all the time. But at the same time, to see this happening and to see like these fishing companies that are completely ignoring the fact that they're, they are throwing off the balance of the planet. It makes me definitely want to do something. And then the thing that I can do is just reduce or stop eating seafood, you know, because if there's less demand, obviously there's gonna be less fishing boats fishing all the time. Right. So, um, there's also like, he shows there's like these plant-based seafood alternatives you can try, which I do love. I actually am a big fan of like Beyond Meat, like which is that alternative to meat. Um, I'm a huge fan. So I'm going to start, you know, looking into that too when it comes to like alternative seafood products too. Um, but yeah, it's just super fucking sad. Like I'm just like, I was like really, really shocked and really saddened. And, you know, he was just saying like the ocean's like super important to the to maintaining the life of human beings like there's no way we can actually survive on this planet without the ocean um so like we need to leave and then he said the best thing to do is leave it alone said leave it alone so and i agree uh so guys i know I, i hope i made some sense i hope i made you know enlightened you oh one thing too which totally got to me was that in thailand and, you know, obviously I'm Thai, you know, my mother's from Thailand. My mother was born and raised in Thailand. So apparently in Thailand, there's like a huge, like underground market for where they're trapping, they're, they're capturing slaves and they make these Thai slaves, they entrap them on a fishing boat and they make them fish and they're not paid. I mean, they're beaten and they're, they're starved. They're literally like, they were in, like, he went to these parts of Thailand where like there was like basically like, um, you know, where all these ex-slaves that used to like be on the fishing boats lived. And it was like super right. Like basically like the Thai government's a part of it, apparently, because like they had to like like it was like everybody was all, you know, incognito. You know, what I'm saying like all the Thai people that he was interviewing and they were telling their stories. They were all like, you know, blacked out in their face. And then literally they had to like cut the uh they had to cut the interview short because someone like told them like somebody ratted them out. So they had to escape that area. Otherwise the t- like they were going to get caught and they were going to go to jail. It was crazy. And so he like escaped like just like by like the like hair on his back. You know what I mean? Like it was crazy. And basically like the Thai people were saying like one Thai person was like, I was on a fishing boat for like 10 years and I was stuck there. I was a slave. Like I couldn't, you know, do anything but just fish you know, and then, like, he said that he tried to, like, jump off the boat several times. They would catch him and, like, you know, punish him. And it, he said it was awful. He said that he was, like, forced to live on that boat and fish. 
and just, yeah, he was a slave. And I guess there's so many of them that are like so many slaves. Like they're, they're on boats right now. Like, you know, and it's just like, what? I was like completely, it hurt. I was like, this is so sad, you know, like they're taken from their families and they're forced to be on this boat and they're forced to fish and they can't leave, can't leave. Um, so that made me really sad to see that. Um, and the fact that it was just kind of covered up too, like it was like known and they just kind of like, I don't know, guys, this world is just so fucking depressing. I was like, this sucks. So I really highly like, this is just a little taste of, you know, obviously, you know, um, oh, another thing was that, uh, he basically figured out that the cause of like the Ebola spread that was in Africa was from, was like the Africans were like, it was, it was bleeding them from money because basically instead of fish, the fishing companies kept stealing fish from the ocean, right? So these big, these big giant boats, right? Illegal boats would come into the harbors of these African like oceans, right? So instead of the African fishermen, right? Going out in these little boats and catching their meals and feeding their families and feeding their village, they wouldn't have any fish because these giant, huge fishing boats that were going into the African waters illegally were stealing all their fish, right? So these African people were forced to like, you know, they have no food on their plates and they're going, they're starving. So what, what did they do? They started eating um, meat like, like, like monkeys and like other, like, you know, other different like bats and things like that, right? Trying to get meat and trying to feed their kids. But then that's what, that is actually what they said that the Ebola virus came from, was from human beings like consuming like, like monkey meat and like bat meat and things like that, right? Which is very familiar because, I mean, that's what they claim that COVID-19 is from as well, right? So it's forced from like the African people in their village. Obviously, they didn't want to, you know, resort to eating monkeys, but they also need to feed their kids and they need to feed their family and their villages. But yet they don't have fish because these huge fishing boats come in illegally and sweep up and take all their food. So they're forced to do you know, other things, right? It's wild, guys. It's so deep. So I really highly recommend that you watch Seaspiracy. It's on Netflix now. It's a fantastic documentary. Uh, give it a chance. It's very, very well made. Uh, I think it was, it's a very important um, documentary to watch. So we're aware of this. Um, and me and you as people, consumers, we can make a difference, right? We can make a difference by not support not like leaving the leaving the ocean alone right because i i truly love the ocean it's beautiful i think it's magical and i want to support it so i'm gonna try really hard you know i talk i pre i gotta what do you get i gotta talk my shit and i gotta you know stand by it as well so i'm gonna do my best um i'm i'm it sucks but it seems like you know the way that you know my brain is and the way that you know, how sustainable and everything I want to help the planet and do my good. It's like leading me towards literally being like, I don't want to say vegan because I don't want to be a vegan, but you know what I mean? Like being a vegetarian, being more plant-based. I, I definitely have plant-based days where I'll just eat plants. Like I'll just, I won't eat any meat and I'm okay with that. Um, so if that's all you can do too, more power to you. You know what I mean? Like if you still need to eat, consume meat every now and then that's fine in a sense too. But if we all do that as people, you know, reducing or having plant-based based days, like literally saying to yourself, okay, you know, Monday, Wednesday is plant-based day or, you know, and then on the weekends you can wild out and eat your fucking hamburgers, whatever. Um, but like having those days where you can like literally have days where you're like, all right, no meat today. Boom. That is going to help. It really will, you know, um, or say no seafood for, you know, like, you know, whatever, whatever you can do to do your part. You know what I mean? Um, Knowledge is key, but me witnessing that and seeing that firsthand, I can't ignore it anymore because I definitely want to help save this Mother Earth because she hurting, y'all. She is hurting. So so that's Seaspiracy. Um, I thought that was really, really, really important to watch that too. Um, and then also the last but not least, the most adorable 
I had to lighten it up, guys, because I was I was like I went down this fucking hole of just watching these fucking dark ass like conspiracy theory fucking like documentaries and these like horrible like, you know, the ocean is fucking dying type, you know, documentaries and shit. I first of all, I had to give myself a break and watch some Broad City because I was like, I need to make myself laugh again. I need to be happy because it sucks. And then also I was like, you know what? I kind of watch. I want to watch something that's like super light. Um, like, you know, that usually when I feel that way, I throw on like planet earth or moving, moving art, you know, just so I could see beautiful objects and hear really nice music. And then, uh, this has been popping up on my Netflix, um, suggestions for some time now. It's called, it was called my octopus teacher. It's on Netflix. It actually has a nomination for an Oscar. That's how good this fucking documentary is guys. Like, I really think you should watch it. I cried. It was so beautiful and cute so basically the whole movie the whole documentary i'm sorry is about this guy that is like he's like a marine biologist you know super in love with the ocean super super passionate about saving you know saving the oceans and you know he loves observing you know animals in the ocean and you know fish and what have you and he came across this octopus and literally like found it when it was like a teenager like a young octopus she because she's a girl um, he didn't give it a name, but he literally followed the life of this octopus, like her entire life. And it was so beautiful to watch. Like he literally formed this like bond with this little octopus who ended up growing into a, be a full octopus, right? Full grown octopus, bad bitch, bad pussy bitch, you know, octopusy. Um, <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Uh, so yeah, so he basically like, you see all his footage you know, because he, he records all his footage. He goes, he dives in, he goes every day to the same area, the same bend where this octopus lives and he visits her and they literally form this like relationship, like this bond. It's so cute. Like she actually like touches his hand and says hi. She like touches his face. And then at one point she, she like goes and like he hugs her. Like she goes into his like arms, he like hugs her. And so he becomes very like attached to this little octopus and like, I don't want to ruin it, but I'm going to say it because I'm like, if you guys don't want to hear it, then you fast forward this part. But anyways, it's beautiful. You'll still you'll still love it. I won't tell you every single thing, but basically like he forms this really good relationship with the octopus and basically um, follows her life. She even gets like attacked by this shark, loses her arm. He like watches her like mend herself back to like health. She grows a new arm. He's like, she's a badass bitch, you know? And then, then he follows her in her journey and all the way into the end of her life. It's, it's so beautiful, guys. So beautiful. I, I was really impressed. I, I didn't think I'd like it so much. Like, I want to watch it again. That's how good it is. Um, you know, and it's just so beautiful, obviously, because it's like the ocean and the fish. And it's so cute. So if you guys want to, like, a cute, like, like, nice little break from your fucking, like, heavy, you know, I don't know, whatever the fuck you're watching, Bridgerton, Bridgerton or whatever. By the way, I started watching, I tried watching that Bridgerton shit. Could not do it. Couldn't do it. I don't fucking get it. The shit is whack as fuck. It's like the olden times. It's like fucking like, it reminded me like, it was like kind of like trying to be like Gossip Girl, but go- but if Gossip Girl was in the times of like, like where y'all bitches were wearing petticoats and shit, like with the fucking, you know, big old wigs on and, I can't. I was like, this is some, sh- this is trash. I was like, and the, the reason why I wanted to watch it too, because I was horny and I was like, ooh, I heard that they be fucking in this shit. Cause somebody, everybody was like, ooh, this shit's so good. Like the, the black dude is so hot. He's whack. He ain't cute. He's annoying boots. The main bitch is annoying too. I was like, ugh. You know, they like, come, they get like, I don't know. I tried, guys. I tried to turn that shit off. I tried. I was like, this shit is whack. Um, yeah, like the and the sex scenes were whack too. I was like, this ain't shit. Y'all over here fucking jerking off to these people. Fuck, like, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. So yeah, I tried watching that Bridgerton shit. It was trash. I don't know why the fuck y'all won't like it. I didn't like it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, sorry. I was talking about the octopus teacher. Watch that. That's cute. That's definitely cute. But yeah, Bridgerton. Fuck out of here. I I can't. And I saw some. I saw some article like, like I saw be uh bscott.com posts like that the black dude that the main character he's like a prince or some bullshit or whatever he plays that the actor that plays that role he ain't coming back to season two so it's like oh so where where's your fave now like it's trash i i don't like it 
if you guys like it, sorry. Um, sorry to talk shit about your show, but I thought it was complete fucking trash. So yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, guys, that was it for what I wanted for the meat and potatoes of the episode. I just kind of wanted to bring up those three documentaries that I watched recently: Seaspiracy, Q into the Storm. Um, and my octopus teacher, so cute. Uh, my octopus teacher is on Netflix. Seaspiracy is on Netflix, and um, Q into the Storm is on HBO Max. Give it a try. Um, see what you think. If you don't like it, I don't blame you. Um, if if Seaspiracy is hard to watch, well, that's reality. That's actually what's happening right now in these oceans. So sorry but not sorry because we need to know like this wasn't really important for us as people to you know to know um so yeah i hope you guys enjoyed this episode it was just me talking shit uh i love you guys for real as always um please 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 leave all uh, leave me a message um rate me and subscribe to me on apple podcasts or follow me i don't know if they've changed that shit or not uh, hit me up on Instagram, Twitter, Kimbology Podcast, um, Kimbology Podcast at gmail.com. You can always email me. Um, so, yeah, guys, I have some really cool guests coming up um, that I have in mind. So, uh, oh, also, guys, shout out to Southside. Uh, remember the episode I did with Kareem um, Young? He was um, one of the starring, starring, you know, he was starring on the show Southside. They have started, they're going to start filming season two. And uh, season one, you can see on HBO Max starting, I think, April 9th. So, yeah, guys, you guys can watch uh, Southside now. Please watch it. It's a fantastic show. It's hilarious. It's on, so it'll be on HBO Max season one. So you guys can watch it, I believe, April 9th. That's when it was released. So, yeah, if not, if that's not the right date. You know, it'll be, a, it, it's coming out in April for sure. Um, so yeah, watch that. Support my boo, uh, my boo Kareem. He's amazing. He's a really funny guy. Uh, local Chicagoan, local Chicago actor. So it's really, really great um, to see them succeed and to see them keep, you know, they're going to blow up. I'm telling you, they're going to blow up and I'm so happy for them. Um, so yeah, I think that's it guys. I'm so fucking tired of talking. I am feeling it with this fucking vaccine, y'all. I cannot, I cannot. Uh, but yeah, no quote of the day because I don't want to say a quote. Um, I don't know. Wash your ass. Uh, <laughs> wash your ass. Buy toilet paper that's not going to destroy the planet. And don't eat seafood. How about that? <laughs> All right, guys. That is it for this week. I love you guys so much for listening. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Kimbo out. Brought to you by the Rick Dog Network. <laughs> well, shoot the damn dog.